When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The fantasy football season has come to an end, but this is the perfect time to take your sports viewing experience to the next level. Epson, just hook your boy up with this new Epic Vision Ultra LS800 laser projector, including their optional 120-inch silver flex screen. And I'm telling you right now, this is an absolute game changer. With an epic 120-inch picture, it's twice the size of an 85-inch TV. I should know I had one of those in my old setup. And y'all know I love scouting prospects for the NFL draft. And with that 4K Pro UHD picture this big, it can take the way that I evaluate prospect game film to a level never seen before. To learn more, visit Epson.com forward slash wake up. Again, that's EPSON.com forward slash wake up. And like Epson says, bring the sportsbook experience home. Hello, listeners of the Destination Devi Radio Network, and welcome to our newest podcast, Who's Next? I'm Jordan Backus, also known as JB, as everybody else in Destination Devi calls me, and I will be leading this adventure as we navigate through the land of make-believe numbers, otherwise known as fantasy football analytics. On the Who's Next podcast, we will be attempting to find tomorrow's fantasy stars while putting the Devi back in Destination Devi. As you already know, Our feed has many great shows, but none of them truly hit the aspect of fantasy football in which most of us originally came to this channel for, the collegiate and Devi prospect evaluation process. My favorite parts of Dynasty Fantasy Football are the evaluation process and focusing on players in the early stages of their careers. This podcast will dive into both Devi and early career Dynasty analytics. My goal is to have the Who's Next podcasts quickly get you the information to help you make better decisions for your fantasy team's future success. Before we get started, 
I wanted to give a quick thank you to all of our team members over at Destination Devi. Obviously, both Ray and Jordan Richards are leading the team over there and are putting their heart and soul into every piece of content coming your way currently and in the near future. Thank you for bringing me onto the team a couple years back and giving me the opportunity and now a platform to display my work. Additionally, I want to give a thank you to Brandon, Mike, and Adam. I've grown close especially with these three, and they have given me the confidence to finally put together this podcast. Mike also assisted with the show's title, the intro, and the outro. For those of you that grew up in the great eras of WWE, back when it was WWF, the title was thought of from Goldberg's motto of Who's Next, and it seemed like a perfect title for this type of podcast. The outro features a 2024 prospect I talked about a long time ago on Elite Seekers, Wisconsin's Braylon Allen, who's one of my guys in the 2024 running back class. Speaking of the 2024 draft class, as you can tell from the title, the first episode of Who's Next will be spotlighting a draft class that I have been talking about since late 2021. Everyone is rightfully talking about the 2023 draft class as our rookie drafts are quickly approaching. But I am here to talk to you about who's next. Yes, we will get to the 2023 class soon, but I have been extremely high on this 2024 class. In my opinion, the 24 first round is better than the 23 draft class, especially towards the back end. I can already hear it now. Everyone's going to say, here we go, another guy who's going to say next year is better than this year every single year. No, that's not me. As previously mentioned, I've been telling the Heisman Discord members, which you can go join over at patreon.com forward slash allgas, to acquire 24 first round picks since late 21. At that time, some of the freshmen were already breaking out, and the class was oozing with potential across all four fantasy-relevant positions. I'd like to think I was the first guy on this 24 bandwagon. This first episode will only be looking at the quarterbacks and running backs. Wide receivers and tight ends will be on next week's Part 2 episode. By the end of this two-part series, you will be more than prepared and ready to run through a wall to acquire 2024 first-round picks. Before we get into the quarterbacks and running backs of the 2024 class, I am excited to talk about our newest partnership with Underdog. No matter if you're a redraft junkie or a dynasty degenerate, I'm guessing your favorite time of the year is draft season. Well, that's exactly what Underdog is. Draft season all the time. You'll be able to fast draft against randomly selected opponents in as many best ball leagues as your heart desires. Through our partnership, Underdog is willing to match 100% up to $100 on first-time deposits. That's $100 free dollars to draft in leagues all offseason to win real money at the end of the year. Use promo code WAKEUP with no spaces to receive this promo. If you deposit $10 or more, you will also receive access to the Destination Devi Discord for the entire 2023 season. That alone right there is already worth more than you're imagining it is. Trust me. So head over to Underdog and use the promo code WAKEUP to receive this incredible offer. Alright, let's get this 2024 quarterback class started with quite possibly a controversial take. Caleb Williams is not the undisputed quarterback one, as many people have said. 
I went through my analytics model, and at this point in time, March 23, Caleb Williams is not the quarterback one. Before you undownload, delete, and block this feed, you need to hear me out. Before we get going any further, let me introduce you to my analytics model quite a bit, as I will be referencing it quite often through not only this episode, but as this podcast as a whole. In its simplest form, I have five tiers of prospects. Diamond, which is tier one, platinum, tier two, gold, tier three, silver, tier four, and bronze, tier five. I've put many hours into our coding and Excel to come up with an extremely good weighted average model. It uses individual metrics that correlate the most to fantasy success at the NFL level. We'll get into some of those individual metrics when we focus on position groups. One final thing to keep in mind, these analytical grades are just one piece of the puzzle. I have never been and will never be an analytics is the only thing type of guy. Film, analytics, and your subjective feeling towards the guy or the situation he's drafted into all need to be taken into account when hitting draft player. Everything needs to be considered when conducting prospect evaluation. Currently, the 2024 class holds the quarterback with the highest pre-combine grade in my entire model, which goes back to 2014. Like I said, it isn't Caleb Williams. Currently, he's 12th between Trey Lance and Tua Tagovailoa. Since these are pre-combine numbers, no athleticism metrics or projected draft capital is taken into account. Williams is in very good company, but North Carolina's Drake May currently holds the top spot. May had himself an incredible first year as starter in 2022, throwing for over 4,300 yards and 38 touchdowns. He also added almost 700 yards on the ground, which is one of the major reasons why he holds that top spot. One of the highest weighted metrics in my model is best season rushing yardage share. We all know the Konami code rushing ability takes quarterbacks to a whole nother level for fantasy. And May's 35.5% rushing yardage share in 2022 for the Tar Heels was incredible. Additionally, one of the other largely weighted metrics is best season big time throws, which is given to us by PFF. Drake May's 45 big time throws in 22 are the second highest raw totals in my database. Those two metrics, rushing yardage share and big time throws, are what is pushing May above everybody else. There's obviously room for improvement for every prospect, and May's room is ESPN's QBR. It currently sits at 82.7 as his best season. However, he is solidly in Tier 1 or my Diamond Tier, entering the 2023 season. He is currently the only Diamond Tier player in this 2024 quarterback class. All of that being said, Caleb Williams will be in the Diamond Tier come rookie draft time in 24. He currently has a grade of 7.96, just below the Diamond Tier cutoff of 8. Even the slightest improvement in 2023 will bump him up. Additionally, if I were to do some forward projecting, as long as he has average athleticism, which he will, and has early first-round draft capital, which he also will, he will definitely enter the diamond-level prospect tier. Like I said, 
He's just under the cutoff right now and is the only quarterback in the platinum tier for me. Williams had an outstanding freshman year at Oklahoma in the time he did play, ending up with the fourth highest PFF pass grade for first-year quarterbacks, right in between Trevor Lawrence and everybody's favorite, Brock Purdy. The reason Williams is currently lower than May is because of best season rushing yardage share and the big-time throws, as previously mentioned. Williams only had 32 big-time throws in 2022, and his rushing yard share was only 18.1. Both of those numbers are lower than Drake May's. One thing working for Williams is his adjusted yards per attempt. His career-adjusted yards per attempt of 10.3 puts him in a very top tier. Adjusted yards per attempt is a metric that is just like yards per attempt, but it takes into account touchdowns and interceptions, giving weights to both. The numbers say that both May and Williams are head and shoulders above the rest of the class, and truthfully, they are. Both will end up in my diamond tier or my tier one for me next rookie draft season. Both will be in consideration for 24-101, but right now, if I had to choose, I'm taking Caleb Williams. As I continue to go down my pre-combine grades a bit more, quarterbacks like Michigan's J.J. McCarthy and Arkansas's K.J. Jefferson round out the top four, and for good reason. Both have had great careers thus far and are looking to improve on some of the best season metrics to bump up their grades. They are both solidly in my gold tier, which is my tier three, with strong metrics across the board, but specifically in the career touchdown-to-interception ratio and career-adjusted yards per attempt. One disappointment, and admittedly even more disappointing for me due to my Texas Longhorn bias, is Quinniors. He currently sits in the middle of my silver tier. There are quarterbacks ahead of him that have barely even played, such as Ohio State's Kyle McCord, Alabama's Jalen Milrow, and even his former teammate, who is now at Purdue, Hudson Card. The way my model works is that it penalizes prospects who have played and played poorly. McCord, Milrow, and Card have analytically played better in their limited times than Ewers did in the 2022 season. This is a huge year for not only the Longhorns, but for Ewers, who was once a highly touted prospect. Him and his receivers need to get on the same page for him to really take the next step. Before we wrap this quarterback section up, I want to talk about a few other prospects that I have in my model that are graded out pretty well. Seth Hennigan from Memphis, Michael Pratt from Tulane, Grayson McCall from Coastal Carolina, Jackson Dart from Mississippi are all in my gold tier. Guys like DJU, who is now at Oregon State, Spencer Rattler, South Carolina, and Washington Michael Penix Jr. are all in my silver tier. Additionally, we need to see more from guys like Washington State's Cam Ward, and even now at Colorado, Shadir Sanders. I list all these prospects to emphasize the depth of this class and the potential it might have. Right now, there are 11 quarterbacks in this 24 class that have earned a diamond, platinum, or gold rating. 2023 currently only has 6, 22 only had 5, and 21 has 7. If you're doing the math at home, 24's 11 is the same as 23 and 22 combined. It's four more than the 21 class has as well. However, the 21 class had more higher-end prospects with Trevor Lawrence, 
Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, and Zach Wilson. Naturally, some of these 11 from 24 will get weeded out throughout the draft process. However, with May and Williams leading the way, and a lot more to push for that QB 3 through 5, the 24 class is something we need to invest in. For the second part of this podcast, we will dive into the 24 running back class. Right off the bat, and hopefully bringing back some of the credibility I may have lost with the potential of May over Williams talk, is that the 23 class is much stronger and has more depth. However, this 24 class is still strong and definitely has room for depth, especially with another season to grow. It is currently projected to be better than the 21 and 22 classes. One thing I will say for the, fir- for the current grades is that one takeaway is that this class has the potential to be very deep as it currently has 13 running backs in the silver or higher tiers. Additionally, with the pre-combine grades, two of these three highest weighted metrics will change over the next year as one is a final season team metric, which I'm currently using 22 for, and a career long metric, which will change with another year of production. So take these current pre-combine grades with a grain of salt. One last thing, unlike my pre-combine quarterback model, in which I am very confident in, my running back pre-combine model is a bit shaky until we get athletic testing from the combine and pro days, as athleticism matters much more for running backs. When measuring my model statistically, I use R-squared, which is a measurement of fit for a given model. The R-squared for my pre-combine model is lower than if we were to just look at draft capital alone, meaning you'd be better off using draft capital instead of my pre-combine model. Obviously, draft capital is something we all strive to beat in analytics. However, my post-combine running back model and grades are proven to be better than just draft capital alone. That is how much athletic testing matters for running backs. Let's get started at the top with the two in the platinum tier. I'll start off by saying that these are not the two that I thought would be here. When I put the numbers into my model and these two are at the top, I was shocked. One of these guys was the only running back drafted in a 2024 mock draft that I saw on YouTube about a month ago. And right when I saw that, I turned it off. I thought there's no way this guy deserves to be in round one, especially over some of these other running backs in the class. Maybe I was wrong. That running back is Oregon's Marquise, a.k.a. Bucky Irving. Irving transferred to Oregon after spending his first year at Minnesota and exploded as the Ducks' offense led by Bo Nix had a phenomenal year. Irving had over 1,300 all-purpose yards and 8 touchdowns, adding in 31 catches. His PFF offensive grade of 91.1 was the fourth best season from anyone in this class, and his 6.1 yards per attempt places him in the highest tier for me. Irving is closely trailed by Michigan's Donovan Edwards, whose best ability is through the receiving game. Even though he was used sparingly in his freshman year, Edwards was utilized as a downfield pass-catching weapon. Additionally, he split time with fellow 24 running back Blake Corum throughout the 22 season, but when given the full workload, performed at a phenomenal level. Both of these platinum-level prospects are admittedly closer to the gold cutoff than they are to the diamond cutoff, which really goes to show that this class has a plethora of running backs at the top 
that can truly fight for the number one spot. And honestly, right now, neither of these two are in consideration for the top spot for me. I think Edwards will probably end up in the 4-6 to six range, and I still need to do some more work on Irving. But currently, the numbers check out for me. A lot of you are probably thinking, how can you have these two at the top of your list? Well, if I had to make rankings right now, they wouldn't be at the top. At least three of these five next guys that I'm about to talk about would be towards the top. First would be my running back one, Arkansas's Raheem Sanders. Sanders can do it all at 6'2", 221 pounds. Through his first two years, he has kind of average production. But with his size and speed, like mentioned earlier, the athletic testing is huge for running backs, and I envision his speed score to be towards the top. Sanders will probably be the number one running back in this class for me. Next is Ohio State's Travion Henderson. Like Sanders, Henderson's metrics are somewhat average due to him barely playing in 22 due to injury. A strong third season should vault him back up into the RB1 consideration. Last year at this time, Henderson and Bijan were fighting for the Devi 101. That is what level type of prospect this guy really is. My current running back three in this class is Wisconsin's Braylon Allen, who is my guy. He's 6'2", 240 pounds, and is a monster on the ground. He is essentially Derrick Henry of the collegiate game right now. However, with that comp comes the bad side of that comp. And right now, he's really a zero in the receiving game. My model puts a heavy emphasis in receiving game, as obviously targets are worth more than carries. Braylon Allen's lack of production in the receiving game is really hurting his grade at this point. Hopefully, the addition of Luke Fickle, as well as many other offensive weapons, will elevate Allen's receiving game this year. Next, we have Clemson's Will Shipley. And quite honestly, he was the entire Clemson offense last year. Currently, his PFF best season offensive grade is holding him down, as it is lower than everybody else we've talked about thus far. However, one of his biggest strengths is his ability in the passing game. He currently has an 8.7 best season target share and a 9.9% average reception share through two years. That's one of the huge pluses for him and one of the reasons I think he will be a fantasy asset at the next level. And finally, we have the other Michigan running back, Blake Corum. His best season target share, average reception share, and career adjusted yards per team play are just average, which puts him at this point in the list. He definitely was in the Heisman consideration last year before his injury, but that probably wasn't a realistic thing due to we all know it, know it being a quarterback award. One thing to add is that he will be 23.4 on draft day in 2024. My model prefers running backs to be under 22 on draft day, so that's something that's hurting him right now. Despite the somewhat lackluster metrics right now, this still is a solid running back class that I believe in. These prospects all have holes in their games, just like a lot of others do. But these guys have another year to improve on all of those metrics. I'm still confident that this class will give us a handful of reliable fantasy running backs. Like I did with the quarterbacks, here's a quick comparison to the three previous classes. However, with running backs, I'm also going to include the silver level prospects, as they both have been decent bench options for backups when needed. So right now, the 2024 class has 13 running backs in diamond, platinum, gold, and silver tiers, so my top four. It's pretty good. However, 
2023, as mentioned earlier, is incredible. That class has 21 running backs in these four tiers. Highest I've seen. 22 and 21 both have eight, which is a bit lower than 24. So right now, like I said earlier, 24 is grading out better than 21 and 22, but 23 is still king. To sum this first episode up, go buy 2024 first-round rookie picks. We specifically talked about two elite-level prospects at the quarterback position and a bunch of others that can make a push for QB3. My guess is that in a year from now, we will be looking at at least four first-round quarterbacks just like we are this year. We then talked about seven specific running backs that are at the top of my analytical model and are high on a lot of people Debbie rankings. At least five of these running backs will be in first-round consideration for your 2024 rookie drafts in a year from now. All in all, that's at least nine first-round talents for fantasy football we're talking about, and we've only covered two positions. Those 2024 firsts are going to be worth more than you're paying for them right now. There you have it. The first episode of Who's Next is in the books. I hope I was able to provide you all with a high-level overview of the 24 quarterback and running back classes. We will definitely go deeper into all of these profiles as the season gets closer. I want to give one last shout-out to the Destination Devi team. Thank you guys for allowing me to bring Who's Next to the radio feed. You can find them all by going to Destination Devi Twitter and finding their respective episodes. Feel free to give me any feedback through either our Discord or on Twitter at at jordanbackus33 or at who's next FF. Both tags will be in the show notes. If you're not already subscribed to our free newsletter, you need to be, and that's over at allgas.beehive.com. Our entire team is putting out weekly content for free, and you're doing yourself a disservice by not taking advantage of it. Next week, we'll be looking at the wide receivers and tight ends from this 2024 draft class. Until then, be good, everyone.